Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's odds and end zones. A podcast feature of milehighreport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, let's ride. Oh, Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. I just, you know, here's, here's, here's my favorite part about that. The, uh, how do I explain this? The, the... The, the the crap that Russell Wilson has received from outside of the, the Denver Broncos bubble about that video that came out of him saying that over and over and over again. And then the Denver Broncos own the crap out of it and put out that hype video today that today today is Wednesday for recording purposes. Incredible hype video like I tweeted it out chills I, I everybody I saw that retweeted that was all in and quite frankly Broncos country let's ride was they owned it and I thought it was great well I tweeted out hashtag LFG yeah, that's right yes and, I mean, I, and FYTV just for fun just 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 because just just because that's what you're supposed to do well I have him on my fantasy team so I don't want him to be too bad. No, I mean you I didn't say play badly. I just said FYTB. You everybody knows what that means. It doesn't mean go out and play bad or get hurt. It just means I don't like you. I don't like you very much. And what I really don't like about him is that he kind of makes me like him every now and then by doing something that's cool. So 
Anyway, I digress. That's not why we're here. We're supposed to be talking about the football season and the fact that the Denver Broncos are the last game of week one because not only do we have to wait so long, we also have, we have to wait as long as possible to start riding on Air Russ Flight 5280 to Championship Town. You see what I did there? I did a I had to think about it as I was going, but I got there. 5280. Get it? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it ties into it because it's been 84 years since the Broncos were any good. So why not just make us wait a little bit longer? Sure. Just, just what? What's a couple more days? What's, what's one more day? Huh? One more day, and you got to go to work that day, but you'll be able to think about it all day at work or whatever it is you do on Mondays. I don't know what people do on Mondays. I go to work, so I assume that's what everyone else does. If you're not going to work on Monday, congrats. I get to talk about sports betting for my job, so yeah. You're living the dream. I will say, here's a here's a quick aside for fun. Uh, I am going to a football game on Sunday. So out here in the Chicagoland area, I was asked if I wanted to go see the Bears play the 49ers on Sunday. And I said, sure, why not? I don't have to watch the Broncos because I have to wait forever. I might as well have something fun to do. So I'm going to go see a, a Bears game. Haven't seen one since uh, the Devin Hester game when uh mike shanahan refused to kick away from him and he had three returns for touchdowns like what are we doing what are we doing mike i'm standing in the nosebleed script we are way off track here but i'm telling you it was really rough it was a rough rough day for me at least you're gonna see one you're gonna at least you're gonna see one good team on sunday (laughs) yeah and it's not the bears which which one will that be though i'm a little worried about trey lance as a trey lance owner in my fantasy team uh i just sort of went yeah Let's try this. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's let's, let's stop beating around the old bush here and, and get into it. Uh, we do have a game to talk about. The Broncos play the Seahawks Finally. on Monday night. Finally. Uh, the NFL loves to do this. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. The, the NFL is really good at making it so that their games are intriguing and the matchups are the right kind of matchups that they want. The Broncos could have played Seattle uh, in, in the afternoon on Sunday. It would have been fine. They could have played Seattle later in the year. But the trade for Russell Wilson, bring on Seattle. Drew Locke sitting on the sidelines waiting for Geno Smith to get hurt because the story never changes with that guy. And I wonder if he'll be dancing. Will he be dancing? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to have some hype going. He does. I, I, I would guess he's a great teammate. I would. I would guess he's a great teammate. Like a lot of fun to hang out with. He's, you know, he's hyping you up. He's telling you how great you are. Uh, th- th- that's that's wonderful. And if you know your role, hold the clipboard. Listen to what coach says on the headphones. That, that, perfect. You're doing the right thing. That's he's living the dream. Backup like quarterback Jeezy. is a dream job. <laughs> it just is. So there's that. But lip sync Jeezy. Yeah, he could. He could. Just just for fun. That's what that's what he does best. Yeah. Well, you know. Find your talent, stick to it, make it yours, enjoy it, really enjoy it. So, uh, so you mentioned the intrigue factor in yes, this. Yes, I'm glad we so, got back to that. It's not. I mean, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what the twelves do when Russell Wilson comes onto the field. Will it be like a Tom Brady going back to Foxborough and Gillette Stadium, where they cheer him and then they boo him? I think that that I hope that's the way it goes. I, I think the I mean if if you're on social media and Twitter especially, there there's been some very bitter 
Sea Chickens fans where they it seems like they they don't really get that the Seahawks didn't want Russell Wilson as much as Russell Wilson didn't want the Seahawks. Benjamin Albright from KOA said that the Seahawks legitimately tried to trade Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns for the number one pick. Russell Wilson would know that. So regardless of all of that, that's water under the bridge. And there's a lot of water in Seattle because it doesn't do anything but rain. It's going to be very interesting to see what the 12s do. But the other aspect of it that's very intriguing to me is for the first time in close to 20 years, Monday Night Football actually has great commentators. Yeah. With Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't want to shortchange Mike Tirico, but he was working with a clown in John Gruden. He was. And I think Mike Tirico can make anyone look good, and he which did. we're going to see with Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> that's true. But, that's true. But we're actually going to get a Monday night football crew worthy of Monday night football. Yeah, you know, it's funny, just to kind of go a little bit more off the rails on that, the the evolution of Monday night football and how it sort of has gone, the, the, the commentators have gone up and down as far as talent and the, the, the schemes that they've tried, I mean, the... They went with Dan Fouts and Dennis Miller. Yeah, D- Dennis Miller was such a train wreck. I, you know, the one that I think people didn't like that I actually enjoyed uh, was Tony Kornheiser. When Kornheiser did Monday Night Football that one season, I think it was one season, I, I at least thought he was interesting. He wasn't great, but he was interesting. And he was going to say something that you just absolutely knew was ridiculous, but it wasn't from a place of, you know, Dennis Miller just trying to be funny or or whatever it was it was from a place of he genuinely believed the things he was saying or dan fouts talking about how great he was with the chargers dan fouts loved loved himself some dan fouts i think that's a fair assessment as well but if if you go back you know all the way to the beginning that there was always that element of i don't want to say unprofessionalism but you had a guy in the booth that knew what he was doing and then you usually had a guy or two that were sort of not quite on it and, and and that's okay. It can work that way. But I, I think it's going to be nice to have, like you said, sort of a professional booth with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And and a lot of people don't like Joe Buck, and that's fine. You don't have to like him. I think he's fine. He's doing his job I, right. I, I, I think that's maybe one of the best explanations I've ever heard from somebody is when he talks about, well, if both sides can't stand me, it means I'm doing a good job. And yeah. I think he might be right. So unless you're Chris Collinsworth, nobody likes him, and it's because he just sucks all around. So that's just, he just sucks out loud and that's all there is to it. But what, you know, I just get tired of pointing out the obvious. Like I saw it. I also saw it. I said it first. You, you said it after I said it. So that's your Chris Collinsworth commentary right there. The Broncos I, have a big game. We should, we do that. Should we talk about that? Well, they're actually, I mean, they've been on prime time. I mean, they've opened Monday night football before. But they actually deserve it now. It's not like a oh the Broncos. Let's put them on Monday Night Football to open the season. Yeah, the, sec- the second going, game. They're actually going to be fun. This is actually a game that matters. You're actually getting a an A grade broadcast booth with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and it's not like they haven't worked together. This is their twenty first year together. So I, I it just makes it even more exciting and. 
it's exciting to be excited about Broncos football again. I mean, I think that's the big thing is like, we're not forcing it. We're not trying to convince ourselves that Joe Flacco is elite, that Case Keesum is anything but Case Keesum. We're not talking about a goddamn quarterback controversy or a duo or whatever the crap that was. We're not dealing with failed first round picks or second round picks who like to dance and dab and throw picks and get people COVID. You're, 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 you're absolutely right because we did not talk one time all off season about a backup quarterback that deserved a shot. Not, not a single person at any point during any anything that happened after the Russell Wilson trade thought to themselves, uh, Brett Rippon deserves a shot. I bet there was at least one. I'm person. sure there was somebody, but but you know what I mean. This is Broncos fandom. It is, but but you understand what I mean. Like the mainstream, the mainstream media in Broncos country, there was no conversation about well. No. Maybe maybe Russ is getting a little no. It was just excitement. It was just excitement, and I I think that now I'm going to be the Debbie Downer here just a little bit. I'm a little nervous about how excited I am because if it doesn't work out, I'm going to be real mad. But I don't I don't think I actually have to worry about that too much because this Broncos team is talented and it has had the talent to be successful for the last three or four seasons. It just hasn't Six. had hasn't had the coaching it hasn't had the quarterback and that and that right there is the issue the coaching hasn't been there and the quarterback hasn't been there it had the coaching six years ago it didn't have the quarterback and then when gary kubiak retired that's when it all went just exploded that did just explode yeah in a in a gaseous plume of brown poo so it was was, harry dunn and dumb and dumber after being given laxative by Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. Was, That's yeah. been the last six years. Yeah. Everybody everybody here knows the feeling. They, they're still probably sore from it, which is completely understandable. So, But now we feel relief. We do feel that relief. We feel the relief of get. We've got it all out of our system. There is a question mark with Nathaniel Hackett. Not that I don't think he's going to be good, but any first-time coach, there's, you know, first-time head coach, there's going to be some questions there. I have a feeling he's going to answer them resoundly. That's that is something that I'm excited to see him right away because he has the opportunity in game one to come out and say, this is Broncos football. Now this is how we do things today. And Broncos country is going to be all the better for it. So I'm in, I'm in, let's ride. Like you said, let's ride. And I think that gets into our keys to the game. And for me, my key to the game is let Russ cook come out from the beginning and let him throw the deep ball. Let him do what Pete Carroll and Daryl Bevel and all the offensive coordinators that Pete Carroll has gone through didn't want him to do, which is let Russ Cook just give him the offense. Say, here you go. We're going to call up some the first 15 plays. There may be some a few runs in there for Javante Williams and for Melvin Gordon, but we're going to let you cook. We're going to test this horrible Seattle secondary that I believe ranked 31st or 32nd in the past last year, and they have all, all kinds of rookie cornerbacks now. Let Russ Cook test it with K.J. Hamler, test it with Cortland Sutton, test it with Jerry Judy, test it with Montreal Washington, test it with Albert Bunam. test it. Let him cook. And if you do that, he's going to connect on him because he's, as we've said before, he's one of the best, if not the best, deep thrower in the National Football League. 
He's going to connect. They're going to be big plays. It's going to lead to touchdowns. That's going to shut up that apparently raucous 12s, which is the 12s. They have to go with 12s because they can't come up with their own name because they stole it from Texas A&M, who copyrighted it. So the Seattle Seahawks actually have to pay Texas A&M to use the 12s. Very original. Way to go, Seattle. Well, you know, they they you, you can't ask for originality in in Seattle on on that front. There's a lot of great things about Seattle. The 12s is not one of them. I think you're right Soundgarden. about that. So, there you go. Soundgarden. That's a that's a good example. Uh, here's here's the other thing I'll tell you. And my key to the game is a little bit different because, you know, when when we do keys to the game at Mile High Report, uh, people jump in and throw out what their keys are, and you, you're going to see the obvious. The you know run the ball with Javante Williams, the, you know, get, the defense has to make stops, you know, turnovers, that kind of thing. Let Russ cook, those kinds of things. So I went a slightly different direction because there's another aspect of the Broncos this season that is different from the last few seasons that all of us have been clamoring for, for years and years and years. And that was the exit of Tom McMahon, the arrival of a new special teams coordinator. And my, here's my favorite part about that. You don't know his name. You you might have to look it up, and you can look it up, and I'm not going to tell you his name because I can't think of it right now, even though I wrote about him for this piece. I can't think of his name, and I want, I want to never know his name. Never. And, and it's think about it this way. If an umpire or a referee or a, in the NBA or in the NFL or, or whatever – uh, official uh, officiating crew if you don't know the names of the people who do that job it means they've done their job correctly if you don't know the name of the special teams coordinator it means that that person has done his or her job correctly so to me the special teams has an opportunity to put the put the team in good field position give russell wilson a short field allow him to uh you know make plays but they don't have to be dynamic 95 yard drives put the team in a position to where uh the defense doesn't have to worry about well they're getting the ball in the 25 again or they're getting the ball on the 50 so making sure that the defense has seattle pinned back versus us always being underneath the gun as it could be that is something that we have not seen much in recent years the departure of Tom McMahon, the arrival of the guy who I'm not going to name right now because it's not necessary. We'll learn his name if we have to. Dwayne that... Stukas. <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and good for him. He's, like I'm not. He's he's the best Broncos special teams coordinator since Joe D. Camillus. Yes. And I and I'm who not trying the to. Son-in-law of Dan of Dan Reeves. And I and I don't. I wasn't trying to make light of of him or ignore him but my point is and i think it's a valid he's not point tom mcmahon he's not tom mcmahon and if you don't know his name it's because he's doing his job right uh, uh, to a point i think with coaches eventually you get to know their names when they do a really good job he hasn't done a really good job yet but i think he will and i'm super excited about it and that's why special teams is one of my keys to the game not just brandon mcmahon is kicking field goals because i hope he only kicks extra points but field position making the right plays good returns some of those things that we just we just haven't had in, in so long. It's been 84 years, like you've said. Tied into that, the Broncos have, and I've mentioned this, they have a potential game-breaker returner now in Montreal, Washington. And he is going to be able to flip the field. That's something else that they haven't had since the Super Bowl run. 
So that's going to be huge. And I think Montreal, Washington, we saw it in the preseason game against the Vikings, the final game on that end around where he took it in and showed off his speed. And that's another thing that the Broncos have at depth is speed. And I think we're going to see it with Montreal, Washington as a returner. And I'm that that's going to be a way that they're going to be able to flip position. But the fact that they're going against Geno Smith, yeah, they're, they're going to have opportunities. The defense is to create their own field position swings. I think you're right about that. And, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it for sure. Um, all right. So we're into the game here. Let's, let's talk a little bit about players to watch. Let's, let's take a look at the, the offensive side of the football. We'll start on offense cause we're so excited about it. And, I'll let you go first. I think there's some obvious ones. I'm going to let you go first and see if I have to change what I wrote down. I'm going to go with the obvious one, Russell Wilson. I don't have to change. His first game back in Seattle, his first game with his new team, I don't think there's anyone who's more motivated, more driven, more determined in the National Football League this year than Russell Wilson. And this is his chance to say, hey, it wasn't Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. It was me. And, and I think he probably is is relishing that opportunity. I'm going to give you two um, because I think that there, there's there's two players or a player groups really that I'm interested in. And the first one is is Cortland Sutton and the wide receivers. Mostly Cortland Sutton. He's returning from injury. Uh, he's 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 the leader of that wide receiver core. Uh, he's the guy who I think is going to set the tone for the wide receivers. Obviously, he's just voted a captain. Exactly, he's voted a captain, and and obviously, you've got guys like like Jerry Judy, who we're looking to have a breakout year. We haven't talked a lot about him, but um, my guess is that he's going to have fun this season with a guy who can actually throw him the football. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for KJ Hamler again, returning from injury. I I think that could and all the other stuff, yeah, that he dealt with off the field. He had some off the field stuff that was just it was it was difficult, obviously, for him to get through, and he was able to do that. Uh, and and he talked about it openly about you know how difficult his off season was and how how things affected him and and how it affected his his emotions and so I really am looking for him to to sort of have a great year wide receiver core obviously right and Cortland Sutton for me but the other one that I'm really interested in is one that I think was a big issue for Russell Wilson in Seattle and that's the offensive line Russell Wilson was under duress all the time in Seattle. And he talked about it openly in the media. He made sure that people knew that he was frustrated with the offensive line not being very good and not being able to protect him. And that is, quite frankly, that's a big burden to have put on you for someone like a Garrett Bowles. Uh, you know, you, ne- you never know what you're going to get with that. Lloyd Cushenberry and the, and the in- interior, those, those guys have to protect. They got to run block. They got to do all those things. But Russell Wilson has to be protected. Russell Wilson is the franchise, period. If they can't protect him, he's going to get frustrated. He's going to get upset. He's not going to be the, the Russell Wilson that we're hoping for. And so that's kind of like my secondary offensive players to watch. And I'm going to go with Garrett Bowles because he's the left tackle. He's, he's the guy who's protecting Russell Wilson's blind side, if you will. And so it kind of all starts right there. And then just right on down the line, no pun intended, they all have to do their jobs. I will point out that this offensive line, I don't want to say infinitely better than Seattle, 
but it is a lot better than the offensive line that he's had in Seattle the last three, four, five years. And then you add in now the system of Nathaniel Hackett, which Broncos fans, longtime veteran Broncos fans will know this system. It was created by Mike Shanahan and Alex Gibbs. It is designed to benefit the offensive line. And it's going to benefit them. If you look at Dalton Reisner, his most successful season in the NFL was his rookie year when it was Rich Scangarello who was the offensive, score, uh, the offensive coordinator. What system did Rich Scangarello run? This one. The one he's running now. You have a right tackle on Billy Turner who's going to be back. He's practicing. He's been activated. He'll play on Monday Night Football. He's been with Nathaniel Hackett the last three years in Green Bay. He knows this system. Quinn Meneers is going to be the starting right guard. This is ideal. This system, it's it's meant for him. And then Lloyd Cushenberry, I think, is going to be better just because he has a quarterback now. And he has an offensive line that's probably better suited to him and is probably closer to what he ran at LSU with Joe Burrow. And then if Dalton Reisner's better, Garrett Bowles is going to be better. And the thing that will make Garrett Bowles better is having a quarterback which he hasn't had since he's been in the National Football League. So kind of a big deal. It, it definitely helps. So that those are my offensive players to watch. Let's go defense. For me, it's two, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. If the Broncos defense is going to be able to help the secondary, and I think the Broncos have, the, if not the best, one of the best secondaries in football, they need to get pressure on the quarterback. And that's going to come from Bradley Chubb and, and Randy Gregory. I mean, it's it's a pretty simple answer for sure. I'm going to go with uh, with two as well. I'm going to go with Justin Simmons, uh, defensive captain, obviously. Uh, one of the best safeties in the league. I think he will continue to be the guy who is not necessarily the straw that stirs the drink, but certainly can be a tone setter. And we've talked about tone setters in the past and uh, the way that he does his job and expects people around him to do their jobs. I, th- I think that's a good one. And then I'm going with, with PS2, Pastor Tan. Uh, I, I think that if you're getting pressure, like you said, he's going to have opportunities to make some plays, some big plays, going after the football, do a little ball hawking, maybe grab a grab an interception, make some big plays for the defense that's going to set the offense up in a position to be successful. So those, those definitely play off of each other, and it's that complementary football that we're hoping to see where everybody's working together and it all it all plays out in a way that sees the Broncos have what I think could be a really big win on Monday night. Yeah, I totally agree. And since you probably gathered, we've gone back to our original format, but we're, we're still doing the betting aspect and that's going to lead in to the betting part of this for the first time on this show is our one prop. Ah, the one prop that will play for the week. And it actually ties into your key to the game my prop that I will play is an anytime touchdown score. And it's the Broncos defense special teams to score a touchdown <laughs> at plus three sixty. That was that was my other one. Like when we were talking about, oh, I got I got two, I'm back and forth between two. I might do this, I might do that one. That was my that was my second choice. So I, I like that choice for sure. Uh mine mine goes back to um my my good buddy. Uh, he's not really my good buddy, but I wish he was. We can hang. I think it would be cool. Uh, K.J. Hamler. And 
I think he's a I think he's a touchdown scorer. Anytime touchdown scorer, he's plus two thirty five. Not not quite as long odds as the defense or special teams, which I love that play. But he to me is exactly the guy that Russell Wilson is going to look for with an opportunity to stretch the field. We know KJ Hamler's a burner. We know he's going to have an, uh, the ability to get behind the defense. All he needs is one. That's kind of how I look at that. All he needs is one. He needs one corner to bite, one safety to move the wrong direction because Russell Wilson moves him with his eyes, and the kid's gone, and Wilson has the prettiest, best deep ball in the game. I'm Again, I'll go back to Joe Mahoney. I'm sure he's got a chart. Just look it up. It's, it's posted somewhere, probably randomly in Slack, like you say. <laughs> Guarantee it's true. And he just will throw the ball up, and K.J. Hamler will do what K.J. Hamler does, and that's run under the ball and then keep running because he's super fast. I feel pretty confident about that bet. Maybe not on Monday night, although I'm going to make that bet because I think it could be, and it would be a great way for Russell Wilson to announce his presence with authority. But it will happen, and I think it will happen more than a few times during this season. So I'm excited to see that. I'm going to, this is going to, now we're going to segue into bold predictions. Oh, I love and it. And this is going to be my bold prediction. It's actually another prop. I'm going to, I'm going to up you and I'm going to say it's going to be KJ Hamler first time touchdown score. Yes. You, 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 you mentioned because that, that like, tie, because uh, that ties into my key to the game. Yeah. I want Russ to cook. So I have a feeling that KJ Hamler is the Tyler Lockett of this offense. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is going to test this horrible secondary of the Seahawks. And I think it's going to be KJ Hamler. He's plus 1300 right now to be the first touchdown score. I, I mean, I so think that's my, my, that's my bold prediction. Bold the prediction. other one. And that's a value bet too. Oh, absolutely. Cause it's plus 1300. You don't have to put as much on it as you would. Like if Javante Williams, for example, is plus one Oh five as an anytime touchdown score. So that's basically even money. If so, like if you put a hundred bucks down, you'll get a hundred and five back. Or if you put ten down, you'll get fifteen back. Right. So not not as good as the KJ Hamler first touchdown score. The other one that I'll go with, and this ties into my bold prediction, is I think Russell Wilson. The over under right now for passing yards, DraftKings has Russell Wilson at two fifty five point five. I think he is going to go so over that. He's going to be over 300. So I have a I have a bold prediction that goes right along with that. And this one is a parlay. It's not a prop. It's a parlay. Uh, and here's your warning about parlays. They will get you. So be careful. Uh, see, they always look so pretty. Uh, every time you put them together, you're like, oh, that is going to be so nice. And then it ends up, you know, usually ends up being not as nice as you'd hoped. But when they hit their fun... And, I and think it's always one, one leg. It is. Oh, it, that's the worst. But I think this could be. I think this could be the one this week. Uh, I and I'm. It's right off of yours with Russell Wilson. I, I've got Russell Wilson throwing 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and the Broncos to win by 10. I think that's a pretty solid parlay, and that is that is plus 1100. So, and it's only three legs. It's it's only three things that have to hit, and I think there are three things that are incredibly possible. Uh, the one that the like one that. that quite frankly the one that scares me the most is the points because of garbage time the the garbage time points make me nervous you're you know you're up by 14 and you you know let them score a, a garbage time touchdown and you win by seven instead of winning by 14 is it possible uh, the, 
the sweat of 30 years. Yeah. What what betters, NFL betters have been sweating for 30 years that used to be Vegas is the garbage time, last minute touchdown that could ruin the spread. Don't ruin my spread. Don't ruin so my the, spread. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the gif of the backdoor cover where it's Big Bird kicking the door open. <laughs> yeah. You got to love a backdoor cover, right? Is that how that works? Did I, am I saying well, that you, right? You, you, don't, you don't want it. No, no, you don't. So I'm not saying it right. So my so my prop the odds are minus one fifteen and I, it's not great but it's better than some of the other ones that are on there so and I I haven't looked you could potentially you could potentially prop because DraftKings and the other sports books and here's another bit of betting advice shop around spread it out while we use DraftKings look and see what the other books have and see if there's better value for a bet that you like. At one book, go to one or two others and see if it's better value at the other book. That's what shopping shopping for value is all about. But as with same game parlays, all the books, DraftKings included, will include player props and they'll include the passing yardage. Some of them will go like 250, 275, 300. If I was going to do a DraftKings same game parlay, I would probably do the 300. And then if I could, I would add in KJ Hamler first touchdown score. Cause I mean that payout. We're going Sizzler. Would, that would that would be up there. That would be a it would be a nice one for sure. It depends on how much you put down. Nickels and dimes over here, so not usually very much. Um, I'm a little bit higher up. Not much. A little a little bit. A little bit, right? You gotta gotta keep it straight. I typically bet so from from my unit, my units are typically twenty five to fifty bucks. That's typically what my unit play is. Okay, my unit is typically a dollar to five dollars. Because you know, know your limit, know what you're comfortable with. I think that's exactly. the other, and thing. that's the whole point. Yeah, it's it's all about what you're comfortable with, and you know, I'm comfortable with a dollar, five dollar. That's that's about where I'm at. My I, we, I've told the story about my brother. He's he literally is nickels and dimes. <laughs> I don't know. Like what are you? If doing? that, if, if sometimes that. doesn't he to sometimes do a scent? He does. So he, I, I'll, I'll tell the story on it again here. He, he does this thing where he bets against his favorite team all the time, all the time, and he does it for soccer. So he's an Arsenal fan, and uh, he bets against Arsenal every time they. He play. would have won last week. He would he, have won this week. He did actually. He texted me and said, "I won my bet," and I knew he was upset about it. And he's, you know, As his, a Manchester his, United fan. I wasn't up there. <laughs> he did. Uh, he he did. Tell, he told his son because his son asked him, "Why do you do that?" Well, because if uh, if they win, then I paid ten cents to watch my favorite team win, and if they lose, then I won a little bit of money to help me feel better about you know my favorite team losing. I'm like, you didn't win. That's a good strategy. You didn't win enough money to make you feel better, though, did you? Like eleven cents doesn't make me feel better. When the Broncos lose, it never has, it never will. You could, you give me twenty bucks, be like, hey, I saw the Broncos lost. Here's twenty bucks. I'd probably still feel a little salty. I mean, I'd be a little happier, I guess. Twenty's twenty, but so here, here's salty. my fun story about that. I had a triple digit free bet that I bet on the Chiefs money line last year in the final game of the season. Oh no, no, the Chiefs, Chiefs won. But why would you bet on them? <laughs> because they would win. I just can't stand this. And I, and I, I literally, I was sweating up until Melvin Gordon fumbled 
And as soon as Melvin Gordon fumbled, I was jumping up and down in my living room like the Broncos had just scored. Yeah, that uh, it does make it <laughs> weird when you're when you're sitting there looking at your favorite team and hoping that they lose because you've got a bet on the opposing team. There's going to be somebody who says you're not a true fan. I guarantee you're going to get called out. Oh, Ian's not a true fan. Well, I will, I'll say this: betting changes it. Sure. When you have money involved, it changes how you root. It changes. It, it it it's completely changed how I've been a fan. Like I'm a fan, but if I have money involved, I'm rooting for money. Think about it this way. And this is what I tell people all the time. You play fantasy football and because almost everybody plays fantasy football. If you play fantasy football and you've got, you've got Josh Jacobs, for example, for the Raiders and he needs to score a touchdown. Well, you know, he needs to score a touchdown to make you win your week. This is how how extreme it gets. I need to win this week, so I need Josh Jacobs to score a touchdown, but there's only a minute left, and if they score a touchdown, the Raiders win. If I'm in the the championship game and that's what I need, that's what I need. I need that money, and that's more important to me than – you know, whether the Raiders win or lose. And there will be fans that say, no, I disagree. I'll never root for them. Well, then don't draft them. Stay away yeah. from guys that you can't I root don't for. Draft Raiders. And, and if you can't do that with betting, don't bet on games where you can't root against yourself or whatever, because you, you got to play it. You got to play it the way that you're supposed to play it. And that's to win. All right, Ian, let's do this. Let's, let's get a score prediction for the game here. What, what do you got as far as what you think is going to happen on uh, Monday night? So I'm going to go a big Broncos win. I, I like the minus six and a half. I don't like the over under, even though I have the Broncos winning big. I think they're. I have them actually falling a point short short of the total. I have the Broncos winning thirty four ten. So it would be a point shy of the current over under at DraftKings of forty five. Interesting. We are we're close, but I'm actually uh, I'm a fan of the over, and, and I I'm not necessarily uh, a huge fan of it. I probably won't bet the over which is weird because this is my score prediction, but I'm going to, I'm going to predict something similar. I've got 37, 17. So I do think they win. Uh, I think they cover by more than enough. I mean, I've got them winning by 20 points there. If my math is right. And I'd like to think that it is. And so I guess I am on the over there, which is uh, a bit of a surprise to me because I'm a little, a little more conservative than, than normal, but I'm excited about this game. And, and you've said it a few times, let Russ cook is kind of the theme here. I, I think he wants to go out and put up a big number. I think he wants to prove that he made the right choice in getting himself out of Seattle and putting a big number up on Seattle does that. And, and so I think he's going to have a, a target in mind of really wanting to put uh, a bunch of points on the board and, and just shut the door on them. And that's it. So uh, I, I feel comfortable with that prediction. I like your prediction too because it's also a win, and it would win my uh, my prop bet or my parlay over here that I'm looking at again as I keep looking at it. Like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice prop bet. Parlay. I think Nathaniel Hackett wants to put a big number up too. Sure, I think he does as well. So, all right, let's uh, let's do a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll do our whip around the league. We'll do the AFC West, and we'll take a look at the the rest of the league as well. We'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, bu- uh, Rams and Buffalo. Uh, because they're going to kick off the season for us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's go ahead and, and jump in and, and start off our whip around the league with, as we always do, the AFC West. That's kind of our bread and butter there. The AFC West has only two other games because the Raiders and Chargers play each other and the Chiefs play the Cardinals in Arizona. So uh, which one do you want to talk about first? I like the Chargers to beat the Raiders. I don't like the spread. DraftKings moved it from minus two and a half to minus three and a half. I don't like that. As I said on the show last week, the two and a half number is the sweet spot for uh, for spread betters. I don't like the three and a half. I think the game is going to be close. I do see either. I, I think if, if either team wins, it's going to be a field goal. I don't think it's going to be a touchdown win for uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Yeah, they ended the se- they ended the 2021 season in such a weird fashion, right? I mean, there was an opportunity for both teams to go to the playoffs. Uh, all they had to do was play for the tie. Uh, Brandon Staley didn't do that. And then the Raiders ended up beating the Chargers and going to the playoffs, and the Chargers had to go home. To me, that feels like an opportunity for the Chargers to say, uh, well, actually, because I'm sure they would like to be able to do that, and kind of put a whooping on the Raiders. And I am also, and we talked about this last week as well, I am also someone who doesn't believe in the Raiders. The, there's so much hype around them, and it's weird because the Chargers and the Raiders have all the hype in the AFC West, and they're going to play each other first. And that just, I, I just, I can't buy the Raiders. I'm not big on the Chargers. Part of that, I'm sure, is my Bronco fandom. But this game, to me, it's like, I think you're right. I think the Chargers win. But I don't think either one of these teams is really all that special. I don't think so. And I think you're going to see – talk about a shootout. I think you're going to see a shootout in this game because the Raiders' defense is garbage. And for the additions that the Chargers made, eh, maybe. They don't have anybody who's going to stop Devontae Adams. No, so, exactly. So I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think it's going to come down to – the Chargers getting the last possession, and I think they get the field goal. And they're not home, the home of the Rams, because Dean Spanos is... He's Dean Spanos. I yeah. think that's all you got to say. Everybody gets it. And if you don't get how, it, that's okay. And how about the fact that now that every time Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers fans go shopping at Walmart... They're helping the Broncos. Oh, I love it. And you know they go. They go and they got to hate it, but they definitely go. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I really enjoy it. The other one, the uh, Chiefs at Cardinals. Uh, I I don't know how you don't pick the Chiefs here. I know they're on the road. Especially Uh, the spread, too, because it's minus six. That's, I mean, that right there is is one where you can definitely look at that and go, yeah, that's that's an easy pick, I think. Um, especially since the Cardinals have like basically their whole roster. Say everybody's down in Arizona, right? 
they're all busted up. So unless unless Cliff Kingsbury is pulling a Bill Belichick in the first week of the season, mm, uh, it might be. He might be talking Bill Belichick. I, on to on to the on to the next game whatever that is i don't know who they play because why would i know the cardinal schedule i wouldn't i don't care i don't much. think cliff kingsbury knows he probably knows like or it, kyler it, murray because he's too busy playing call, call of, of duty? duty or whatever uh i don't even want to touch that i'm not gonna touch that last time i talked smack about kyler murray he came out and had a great season when i said he was going to be an awesome second baseman for the a's so i'm just going to shut up about kyler murray I ate my crow once. I'm not going to eat it again. I'm done. I'm done with the crow on that one. So no worries on that. Uh, there, are there any games, other games outside of uh, this, that the outside of the AFC West that stand out? Obviously, I think for us, the start of the season, Rams and Bills, that that to me is a Super Bowl preview, if that you will. Be. I think that that, not necessarily picking the Rams or the Bills, although I'm pretty pretty big on the Bills making a deep run in the playoffs. That's That's a great way to kick off the season. Oh, absolutely. And I think the Rams are the favorite in the NFC, especially if they get OBJ back. Cause then you're, you're not only getting, you have Allen Robinson now beside Cooper cup and you add OBJ to that. You still have cam Akers as your running back. And then you add, um, Daryl Henderson. Uh, well, not just, I mean the middle linebacker that they just signed from the Seahawks. Oh, Oh, now you're asking me questions and I have to look it up. I, that's not one I remember. What's his name? I know who well, you're talking I, about. I could see him. That that's where I think the Rams. You add him to Aaron Donald. So I I, I like the Ram. I like the Rams. Uh, and then here here's my upset. The Rams are the underdog at home, celebrating their Super Bowl win against Josh Allen and the Bills at SoFi Stadium. I actually like. The Rams. I don't like them on the spread because it's not as good a value as the money line. Right now at DraftKings, the money line is plus 115. That's better than minus 110. So I like the Rams. It's interesting. See, I'm I'm big on the Bills, but I'm big on the Bills for the season as well. I believe the Bills are going to uh, make a deep run and are a, a Super Bowl favorite, uh, you, just like you. And, and Bobby I think, Wagner. Bobby Wagner. That's what it was. I Thank you. I'm glad you looked that up. Um I'm. I think the Bills pull this one out. I think they get. They start the season with a win. It's an opportunity for Josh Allen and that offense to come out and say, "Yeah, you've got a good defense, but we've got a great offense, and we're going to do some stuff." It's. It's a way to make a statement to start the season, and I think the Rams, vice versa, if they were to win this game, would make a very similar statement of just because we won last year doesn't mean we're done. Like we're not going away just because we got one. We want more. So it's it's an epic battle, one that could actually turn into just a slugfest where nothing happens. Sometimes that also is, is the the case. But I think this one will be a fun game to watch. But I'm I am picking the Bills in that one. Uh, you mentioned upset specials, so I will throw mine out there, uh, and I'm going to go to Minnesota, and I'm looking at the Vikings and the Packers. I know everybody is uh, looking at that Vikings defense like, uh, yikes, looks like a sieve to me. But I look at that offense. I know Kirk Cousins is their quarterback, and we don't really like Kirk Cousins, but they've got so many weapons, and that offense is so good. And with Aaron Rodgers coming to town, but you don't know who his weapons are other than Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, those aren't wide receivers. I'm not sure I trust Aaron Rodgers early in the season. That doesn't mean that I don't think the Packers are going to be good. I think they've got 
one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on the field. They've got uh, in the regular season, in, in the regular season. That's a good caveat there, but this is the regular season. So I guess we'll give him credit, but it's just, I can't imagine that they're going to mesh that quickly. And this is an opportunity for the Vikings to actually steal a win. And I think they can actually do that. Uh, that's why I have a, a, a little bit of a bet on them to, to get this victory here. I think they're, uh, at plus one fifteen or something like that, if I recall correctly. So, not a big, it's not a big bet, but it's a you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a an underdog there. So I was kind of going for that one. What else stands out to you this week? The other one that I like is the Bengals minus six and a half over the Steelers, and not just because of the Bengals, but because the Steelers are playing Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> that does uh, it 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 does make you go, ooh, I, I kind of like that game. Uh, the other one I'm going to talk about, because I, I think you're right about that one, I'm going to go Bears-49ers here, 49ers-Bears, since the 49ers are in town. I'm interested in that game because I'm going to be there. So I'm heading to Soldier Field before they tear it down and send them out to Arlington Heights. If you don't know anything about that, check it out. And uh, I, I actually I like the 49ers in this game. I think that the, the Bears are still trying to find themselves, and this is a, a good one to to go and watch. I don't know that I have a bet for it. Um I, Justin Fields sacked 12 times. Is that possible? Is that a thing? It could be. It could be. I don't know if that if that's a prop out there or not, but I, I should definitely look for it. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs>